0: I'm Mario Munoz, reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. On August 19th, the McAllen Economic Development Corporation heard a presentation from the Executive Director for Network Strategy at Ariomar Airlines, Fabricio Kojuk, about plans to offer direct flights to more cities in Mexico. We are the number one uh, on-time airline at Mexico City Airport, vis-a-vis the other Mexican airlines. We are far ahead in terms of uh, on-time, and this is from uh, January through uh, June. Our fleet is is young. We are at six years on the average, which for the industry is is, is fairly, fairly young. And our aircraft, if uh, you haven't seen them, are state-of-the-art turboprop ATR 42s and 72s. We are the only regional airline with slot allocation at Mexico City Airport which means we have a natural niche, which is uh, by a function of the type of aircraft we operate. The average uh, seats per departure at Mexico City uh, are 157 seats per departure. We have 65 on the average, so we can cater to a very different market or type of um, geographic uh, distribution vis-a-vis the larger players. We have a very solid network planning and sales and distribution practices, so don't let our size fool you. We are comparatively smaller than than the rest of the airlines in Mexico, but we have very strong capabilities that enable us to compete uh, very well in the market. We have Mexico's most experienced airline management team. uh, Myself, 33 years in the industry. The average seniority of our executive team is at 24 years. And so that has been instrumental for us to navigate the pandemic, for instance or to be able to detect opportunities such as the ones we have been able to develop here in the valley. Uh, we have a partnership with United, uh, which is a co-chair, uh, currently suspended due to some outside factors uh, having to do with Mexico not complying with the uh, recent FAA audit, and that is being uh, hopefully uh, addressed and, and uh, on the way of being fixed in the months ahead. Uh, we have a cooperation in terms of the mileage plus frequent fire program, which means that anytime you fly on us, you can miles on United. And we have cooperation with leading global carriers. Uh, Recently, two weeks ago, we uh, announced an agreement with Emirates, which means that Emirates can issue tickets that include an Aeromar uh, leg or sector on them. We also have agreements with um, ANA, which is a Japanese airline, Lufthansa, KLM, Air France, Iberia, so we work with the big guys in terms of feeding and defeating, uh, mainly at Mexico City Airport. Next one, please. So, this is a bit of the background, and I chose some pictures from, from way, way in the past and some more recent ones. So, you can see on the top, top left. I don't know, Keith, do you recognize yourself? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, that's you and I witnessing the execution of, of the first, uh, I guess, executive order in front of the city commission. And this is, if I believe correctly, October of 2012. And then, well, different events that we've had, you know. Uh, highlighting uh, services that we launched to Monterrey, to Guadalajara, uh, with the former mayor, the current mayor. So this is just to show very briefly that uh, we have a very nice friendship and and collaboration with with the city, and it keeps growing and improving every day. So to me, the pillars of the development and recent success that we've had here in the Valley, in McAllen, is due to the partnerships that we've been able to establish, develop, and consolidate with the city, with the airport, with EDC, and with the Chamber of Commerce. We, as you know, uh, were born here in my with the Mexico City Service. We went through some good times, some very rough times. It's been a very resilient corporation, very important. When we were down and basically out, the airport came in, worked with us, and this is about a year and a half ago, and today we are achieving record numbers. We've, we've seen it all, and fortunately, we're here and growing. Mexico City was the first uh, building block. Then we established the Monterrey service on April 22nd, which has been a grand slam. Guadalajara followed, which uh, has been doing much better than expected. It's actually our highest load factor route in all of our system uh, for Evermark. And uh, as a summary of uh, what we have achieved here from March 18, 2013, which is when we started, through the end of last month, we have uh, performed almost 5,000 flights and carried uh, close to 140,000 passengers, which are, let's say, very good numbers for an airline of our size. So quickly, some some numbers to show you uh, that uh, the big, the, the phenomenal growth that we've experienced this year. Uh, And I've chosen uh, Mexico City to to Macadon. On on the left, uh, upper left side, is the evolution from when we started in 2013 to uh, -to year-to-date July, which is uh, the bar on the right. You can see uh, highlighted in green is a number 15,699. That is the number of passengers we have carried from January through July compared to the previous years, we're basically doing in seven months what we were doing in 12 months, in years past. You can basically discount 2020, which was very much affected by the pandemic. But if you look at our best year, historically it was 2017, when we carried 16,199 passengers, we've already pretty much done that by the middle part of August. So everything going forward to the end of the year going to be record numbers for us. This is for Mexico City to McAllen. You can also see the number of flights. Uh, We're going to be doing about the same number of flights we did uh, in 2016, 2017, but with significantly higher volumes of passengers. So this is just for Mexico City to McAllen. On the right is McAllen total and payments, and This takes into account the new routes we introduced, uh, as I mentioned uh, a couple of minutes ago. And there you can see how the numbers skyrocket. And again, the bar on the right is just the cumulative January through July. You can see we have close to 40,000 passengers by the end of July. And that more than doubles the best year we had on record, which is 2017, uh, year-ended. And the number of flights, as you can see, we are at close to 850 by the end of July, which again is significantly higher than any of the years before that. McAllen now plays a, a pivotal role in our network. It's the fourth busiest station that we have, altogether out of uh, 20 that we serve in our network. Um, on the right, you can see the number of weekly departures for the fall. We're going to be at 24 departures per week, which is on the average about 3.3 per day. Uh, Mexico City has a daily service. Monterrey has about two and Guadalajara has two a week. We would like to do much more in Guadalajara, but we are currently preempted due to the FAA downgrade of the Mexican Aviation Authority. The very, very important of our strategy, uh, a part of our strategy began on July 12th, which are the green-shaded uh, rows, and those are what well, we call the beyond cities. We started serving uh, Monterrey Aguascalientes, San Luis and Torreon, you can board a flight here in Macada, do a quick stop in Monterrey, and end up in any one of those three cities. And those are adding uh, additional traffic to our flights. And it's uh, what I call a preemptive strategy, thinking about when the border will open again. And depending on your interest, you want to, that to happen very soon. Or if I'm an airline, I don't want it to happen. <laughs> um, when when that happens, we expect a dilution of traffic from the rate naturally happen. But even we have beyond routes, they could provide additional traffic and compensate, hopefully, for that loss of traffic, if and when it happens. Our new routes, as I said before, have performed extremely well. On the left is a chart of the enclavement by route, broken down by route, so the the uh, 37,000 passengers we saw on the bar uh, a couple of slides back. You can see that Monterrey has surpassed rapidly Mexico City, that's the orange slice. Uh, It's now accounting for 55% of our traffic. It really is an amazing story when we started Monterrey had that for two a week. Uh, I came back to Liz and said we're really falling sure we should have a third one we were debating well shall we do it okay let's do it so three a week and three weeks later we were doing three a day so uh, an amazing story um, and it's still going very very strong fortunately Uh, Guadalajara is marginal, and it's marginal as a function of how many flights we have. If we had more flights to Guadalajara, that slice would be significantly higher. In the center is uh, a table with the evolution of the enclaimments that we have seen. So if you look at April, Monterrey started April 22 with three flights a week, only 386 passengers, but those 386 became 7,300 in July. And you can see, and it's very interesting, uh, when you compare July to June, for instance, in July we have the San Luis Aguascalientes and Torreon passenger count starting to show, and it didn't cannibalize or take away any of the seeds out of monterrey it just added. So you can see that the load factor evolution went from 67% in April to 78% in July with about, uh, 600 incremental passengers that we got from the beyond cities. And again, this was just starting in July and we expect that to pick up significantly. And we, we have like the two faces two or, 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 or two opposite sides of, of the equation on, on that route. If, if we give more seats to San Luis Aguascalientes and Torreon, I'm sure they're going you know, to feel the plane, but then it's going to take away from Monterrey. So we need to find the right balance where Monterrey doesn't act as, as, a, as, a, as a, let's say as a funnel but rather uh, as, a, as, as a way to maximize you know, the, the load factor on the aircraft. On, on the bottom table, you see Guadalajara. Again, Guadalajara started under extraordinary circumstances, but uh, we can see the numbers are fairly, fairly good at 80% load factor for July. And as I said, that is our top performing route in our network load factor-wise. And finally, on the right, it's the share of payments that we have here in McAllen this is for the end of uh, July, we are at 8%. So 8% of all of the total employments at, at McAllen Airport are accounted for by Aeromar, and that slice last year was probably something like one or two percent. So we have really picked up uh, volume-wise. And finally, and then to close my presentation, uh, what are the key external factors that we're watching and that play a significant role you know, in, in moving the needle in terms of our performance? Clearly, the the coronavirus pandemic has created uh, a a huge opportunity for us. It's a bit unfortunate, but you take whatever chances or whatever opportunities are there for you. And this is not only as a function of the border being closed and remaining closed, but also the vaccination drive um, here in Texas, where many, many people from Mexico came uh, to get vaccinated. And that, uh, of course, uh, gave a significant impulse to uh, to air traffic, the the downside, of course, is this uh, evolution of the pandemic with the different waves. Uh, this is about a week old. Yesterday, the number of of infection in Mexico was reaching nearly thirty thousand, which is the highest number on record since the pandemic began, and that clearly is you know a very bad number for Mexico. Uh, it has all sorts of implications in terms of uh, do tourists want to keep coming into the country even though it's wide open? You don't need any Proof of vaccination to get into Mexico, you will not need any COVID tests, it's just wide open for anyone to come. But on the other side, will people come back again to the U.S. and to Texas to, to get more vaccines? That, that's a likely outcome. So, again, we need to navigate the pandemic. We have learned you know, how to act and react in these very uncertain terms, but it's clearly a critical factor to bear in mind. And finally, as I was saying, um, our aviation authority did not comply with an audit performed by the FAA. Um, and in May, was downgraded. What that downgrade means is that Mexican airlines cannot increase service into the U.S. They cannot open any new routes or change uh, equipment on, on the existing route. As long as that, uh, let's say, regime continues or, or this status is in place, we cannot increase our flights into Manhattan. The most we can do is 27 flights a week. We would like to do something like 35 or 40. We have uh, one uh, new route on the back burner that we believe would be a success. We haven't been able to make any progress on that as long as this situation uh, is in place. Hopefully that will get resolved. My crystal ball tells me it's going to take about three to four months for that situation to be solved, but nobody really knows. And so this is it for me. Thanks again so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. As I like to say, MacAllen is our home away from home, especially for me. So thanks very much. Currently, Ariomar flies direct from MacAllen to Mexico City, Monterrey, and Guadalajara. I'm Mario Muñoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.